Hi, welcome to another teaching message from Sycamore Church, Ibadan, Nigeria. So let's do a very quick, um, sorry, I'm supposed to have five more than this, please. Thank you. Let's do a quick um, test this morning. I'm going to put up a few um, flags on the screen and I'll just have you identify. Let's see if you know the countries that the flags are from. So let's start from the simplest of them all. Can I have the first? Let's start from the simplest. Can I hear you? We just have to be sure. You might just not be sure. Okay, let's go. Number two. Let's see. Oh, okay. Good. France. Good. Um, number three. All right. This means that you guys have been applying for visas. Anyway, don't let's talk about that. Let's talk about that today. Number four. Okay, Spain. Ah, my test was too easy. I'm sorry. I was thinking that I'll get you lost somewhere. But okay, let's zone in on that Spanish flag. Let me show you the coat of arms that is somewhere in that flag. All right. So if you can just put out the coat of arms and let's have that on the screen. So I want you to notice because there are those columns on the Spanish flag. And then there is this thing that wraps around it, the coat of arms. And there's a ribbon with the motto. It's like a Spanish motto. And you have these words plus ultra. All right. It's a Latin phrase which actually means further beyond. Um, but what's interesting to me is that it wasn't always that. In fact, early on in history, in Spanish history, it was actually the opposite of that. And so it was actually non-plus-ultra, right, before it was changed to plus-ultra. So let me tell you a bit about non-plus-ultra. Um, there is this place in Spain, um, just at the border, um, you know a bit of geography, it's called the Strait of Gibraltar. Um, if I can have it on the screen and just see the map. And then what happens basically is that in the early days, back in the years, in the early days, nobody from, just notice where those guys are trying to, to touch, and it's, it's just a lot of water, okay? The closest point between them is about 13 kilometers, actually, but nobody had actually gone beyond one edge. That's on the Spanish end of it. Nobody had actually gone beyond that. And so they ha actually had these pillars and just somewhere at the border there, at the edge, they call it the pillar of um, Hercules, where they um, inscribed those words non plus ultra. So the idea is it's like a warning. As you get to the edge, it's like, hey, nothing beyond here, non plus ultra. And um, these two continents, because on the other side of it, if you can just cross that point, you are getting to Morocco. You're getting to Africa. And so the two continents at the narrowest point that is joining them there, they're separated by about 13 kilometers. And um, of course, th this was many, many years ago. Right now, between Spain and Morocco, there are ferries that move every day. And um, in as little as 30 to 35 minutes, you can catch a ferry ride from Spain to Morocco, right? Um, and, you know, they have all of that going on. But um, non-plus-ultra, just as, as, an, as a concept, was so planted in the minds of these Asian people that it actually became like a motto for them. It became like a slogan. And so that banner that was just circled around the coat of arms, um, you know, it was first used by a guy called King Ferdinand in like the 1470-something. And it was just that idea of there's nothing further beyond. There's nothing further beyond. But on August 3rd, 1492... You probably heard the name of a guy called Christopher Columbus. Um, he was an explorer, and he set sail. Interestingly, he was actually sponsored this voyage by King, Fer King Ferdinand. But he set sail and, um, from Spain with three small ships. And um, on October 12th of the same year, 1492, this expedition that went beyond that point that they said no, not, nothing further beyond, 
this expedition, they, they then came to land. They found land and um, suspected to be, have been somewhere in Bahamas. And this is what was then called um, the discovery of the new world. Like Christopher Columbus discovered the new world. <laughs> and um, I find it really interesting because um, the son of this King Ferdinand now, so King Ferdinand was really famous for even putting out those words as his slogan, nothing further beyond. But his son, who was King Charles, in 1516, Charles the young monarch of Spain, he adopted now a new slogan, plus ultra. So before it was non plus ultra, nothing beyond. But now, Columbus has gone beyond that point. And we've seen that there is a new world, like there is life beyond what we had seen. And so King Charles then comes up with a new slogan he calls Plus Ultra as his motto. And um, this now means further beyond. And so in the place of non-plus ultra, he then made this really famous over the next several centuries. And we then had the words that were then adopted on the Spanish flag and their motto. And then it became Plus Ultra. But it's interesting because it was a place where there was non-plus ultra now became plus ultra to the point that it is now featured on both you know the coat of arms and the flag of spain and all of that so nothing further beyond the very point where we stood and we've said nothing further beyond is now further beyond and to think that generations and generations before came up to that point and it was oh non-plus ultra non-plus ultra like it was a warning like they would literally get to those pillars and hey, if like yourself just go back you know it was literally a warning nothing further beyond to think that now became plus ultra. Here's what I want to say to us, church. We've seen God do so much through the years. And just watching the screens again this morning and seeing just a little bit, a little bit of what God has been doing that really we can't capture. There's everything to be grateful for. Um, last year again, just 2022, and we said, you know, it was a sound of of a new sound of audacity and I feel like God notched up our experience a little more just seeing a lot of the testimonies and all of that that went on what a year we had we had 150 plus recorded decisions for Jesus at events and services and I should always say about this that one of the things we've been struggling with is that a lot of our decisions are largely underreported but through our creative shows through our services and all of that we were able to record this number and we had two creative shows where we had over 170 70 people volunteer to serve in our creative shows and that also volunteering numbers we have about 250 people volunteering to serve in our church through the last year that was amazing in 17 teams and I should say that was an increase of about 56% on our former volunteering amazing what God notched up um, for us our online viewing went up we had an increase of about 45.6% in our online viewing um, we, we reached over 1,300 physically in the building through our creative shows. Um, we had events, you know, Single Sewer Night, the Yes Girl events were amazing. Connects was such a blessing, all that God did through our Connects and hearing the testimonies of everything that went on in church life. I was really inspired hearing about, you know, some of the programs going on in Connects. Do you know that in our career and business people's forum, just within our church, businesses within church, one funding grant from within church. It's beautiful, amazing. 
in our life groups, so much that God did all through the year in the life group season that we had and people finding friendship and family. Last year, we conducted a few weddings in church and, you know, church members got married. But one of the ones that excited me particularly was that we conducted the first wedding of two people that met in our life groups. And that was so good. And I said the first because I know there are many more. And... Um, we dedicated babies. God blessed us with expansion. Even in our facility, we got the new Sycamore Kids structure in the course of the year, which actually came at a time like, you know, when two weeks after somebody resumed, um, the building was destroyed and all of that. I'm grateful he's still on the job, you know, but, um, but you know, it, it's beautiful how God even just through all of that blessed us more and more as a church. Every single time we gathered, every single service, every gathering was such a blessing. Passion night, mega prayer night, super Saturdays and all of that. Even when we, you know, when the building was damaged and we couldn't do physical gatherings for like three weeks, it was interesting just seeing how God used those seasons for us as a church. We welcomed um, 450 first-time guests in our Sunday morning services. I particularly love this one, church. In giving, we went up 40.5%. I love it. Grateful. And that was inclusive of, you know, in, we had, for the first time last year, we had our annual miracle offering. And it was, it, it was amazing to see you guys come out generous. And we did over 2.3 million at the, for the annual miracle um, offering projects, which we had accounted for in the course of the year. But I, I want to let you know just some of the impact of your generosity. Because through your generosity, through the annual miracle offering, you guys bless churches in rural areas around us. And so you set up two complete sound and music instruments for two churches in rural areas. Maybe you don't know what that means. That means that there are people this Sunday morning who normally would just gather and clap their hands and all of that. But because of you guys, they now have a generator, they have microphones, they have a keyboard, they have a drum set. You change their church experience. You see, we, we pray for churches and the body of Christ every week and all of that. But you guys have been not just about what we pray. You guys have stretched out your hands in generosity to bless other Christians. You also bless churches internationally. Churches in Kenya, there's a church in Kenya that you supported their building, you were a blessing to. There are churches in Ukraine. We have thank you messages from churches in Ukraine. Yes, in the middle of the war, that because of your generosity, you are sending great resource to churches far away that you have no idea about. Through your annual miracle offering, you guys blessed um, a police station in our community. We did a light-up project. Um, I know the narrative many times is this and that and that, but you guys are a blessing to the community. That's what I want you to know. You did a light-up project. You put an inverter system in a police station. And it wasn't just about that act. You did a light-up campaign. You shared a message of hope and of love with every one of those officers. And what a blessing it was. You blessed and honored a retiring pastor in this city. He had served for... He had served for many decades faithfully in the gospel. And I know people talk about, oh, one pastor did that, one pastor did that. But what do you think it was like for that pastor as he was retiring and as he was leaving after serving many years and all of that? As he was retiring, he got a check from a church he has never been to. He doesn't even know about, blah, blah, blah. He got a check of 500K from you guys, just as a blessing to say thank you. We honor you. We love you for what you're doing for the cause of Christ. You gave scholarships to secondary school students in our community through the Legacy Project. I heard testimonies from that about how timely it was for families trying to meet up bills and all of that. And you just put it out and decided to be a blessing. 
And I, I just want to take a moment this morning to say thank you to every one of you who has stretched out your hands in generosity. At Christmas period, you filled out hundreds of bags with our From Daddy With Love campaign. You know, you brought in people into this building, shared a meal with them, the outreach team coordinated and all of that. And you got to inspire a message of hope. We particularly targeted areas in our city, core areas in our city, where there's a lot of drug abuse and all of that. And you guys were a blessing with the message of Jesus, with your substance, you know, through the Christmas period. And uh, in fact, these days, I see some of the guys coming around church. And what a blessing that is. Also, through your generosity over the Christmas period, we were able to give significantly to make an outreach. There was an outreach over the Christmas week in some core areas, in Kebi, Niger State, some core communities there, and also extending into Benin Republic. And let me share a testimony from that. Just these guys saying thank you to you. The Lord reached out to about 800 souls in all. Three new churches were planted, and... You know, there's a testimony here of a herbalist that gave his life to Jesus, all of that, all of that. And church, it's all because of what you do week in, week out, how you serve, how you contribute, how we join our hands together. And I can go on and on and on and on, but honestly, only eternity can tell the impact of what you have made happen. It was audacious terrains that we stepped into, but to God be all the glory. And having said all of that, and honestly, so much more that, like the writer of Hebrews would say, time will not permit to tell of all that God did in the lives of people and in my life, and I'm sure you can also say in your life. Um, maybe you are thinking somewhere, non plus ultra. Like, we've come a long way, non plus ultra. Let me read to you again Isaiah chapter 54, and I want you to hear God's word to us. It says, clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Somebody say spread out. Think big. Somebody say think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. In the voice translations, it says enlarge your house. You're going to need a bigger place. Don't underestimate the amount of room that you'll need. So build, build, build. I'm excited to say today prophetically that this year there is the promise of new horizons upon us. And I believe it not just for us as a church, for us as a church, but I believe it also for individuals. I believe it for families this morning. I believe it for the work of your hands. That God is saying to us that we're going to stand in grounds that we haven't been in before. We're going to experience grace that we have not experienced before. There will be expressions out of our lives and our church that are novel to us. There will be impact and influence that we previously didn't have. And what I want to say today is that I always like to say when a building is powered, when there is a power source that is powering a building, everything connected and plugged in works. When the building has been powered, you plug in that, you plug in that, and everything that is plugged in works. It functions with the energy that is running into the building. And so today I invite you, church, I invite you to plug your life into the heart and the mission of our church. Through your membership, your resources, your service, your commitment. I invite you to see that this is what God is doing. And it's like powering a building. And as we plug ourselves in, everything plugged in receives that same flow. And as always, there are five things. There are five cardinal things which within our church we are always thinking about. As a, as a leadership, five things that I believe we owe every single member of our church. And as a church, we are committed to serving you again this year in these five cardinal ways. I would always remind you that the five reasons why the church exists. One, worship. 
through discipleship, three fellowship, ministry, and missions. And on days, maybe you come to church sad or you come happy. The church owes you these five things. Or if you're just somewhere in between, do you get what I'm trying to say? The church owes you these five things. So let me just go and talk about what this might look like for us this year. For worship, I honestly think, I honestly think for worship, just in that thing of us being able to reach out to God, I honestly think that we are a spoiled bunch with what God has been doing just in our worship, in the sound of our house, our experience week in, week out. I feel like every time I come to church and walk in, I don't know about you, but every week feels like a concert. It feels like I just got to be in an experience. And by God's grace, it keeps getting better and better. And we're notching it off. This year, we're believing to come and worship is releasing their second album and but to be honest every time they come around that it's not even just about you know an album it's an overflow of the sound of our house so it's really first the sound of our house that God is notching up that our connection to God and our commitment to you again this year is that every single time these doors open we will offer a well-detailed, well-thought-out, and I believe well-executed platform to give you authentic connection with God and really sense his presence in a personal way. Who says amen to that? We talk about discipleship because this is where we get to be empowered and trained as followers of Jesus. And this year, again, we are able to now have somebody who sits on staff leading such a robust retinue of engagement across all of life, all of life, just this thing of what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus in the practicalities of life. And so this year we're offering more content, more programs, including more on-site school of discipleship, as well as online. We're offering master classes um, across a very wide spectrum of master classes that I can say I want to be discipled in this and in this and in this and in that. And we're offering a lot of that this year. Besides many of the things, our purposes and leadership intensive, our purpose and leadership intensive is running again this year. We have plans for a mid-year breakaway, breakaway camp out. Um, we, have, we have a couple of teaching weekends on our calendar this year. And of course, all of this is aside what goes on week in, week out, just in the life of our church that gives us that empowerment that every time we come, we're being empowered and trained to be followers of Jesus. And so our commitment to you in discipleship is that as you give yourself to it, you will see remarkable growth and empowerment in your journey of following Jesus and the real life applications of your faith. I'll say that again. You would see growth and empowerment in your journey of following Jesus and in the real life applications of your faith. Who says amen to that today? Third thing I'll talk about is fellowship because I do believe that we owe it to you. Every single person that calls Come Church home, we owe it to you to facilitate that deep sense of connection and of community. And so we are doing a lot different. Primarily for us, this space of connection and of fellowship for us, first of all, happens a lot through our life group systems. And we're doing it a lot different with you this year. Today, we're opening up sign-ups for our life groups, but there's going to be a lot of different things happening in our life groups this year. All right? This year in our life groups, we're running a lot of interests within our life group system. So we're opening the scope, and it's getting a lot wider. So it's going to allow a lot of real-life engagement just to allow great friendship and to have the right challenges, okay? So what do you expect to see in life groups this year? I expect to see a whole lot of interesting activities and engagements ranging from lifestyle stuff to indoor and outdoor sports to dance to book reading challenges to friendship and to fun. So can I say cheers to more friendship? Same friendship, Christian friendship. Um, 
Because see, God designed Christians to find enormous safety, strength, and support in community. There's a renowned theologian who said, individuals are not lost in community. They find themselves through community. And I quoted Tolula <laughs> Pemudi. So our commitment to you this year, our commitment in the space of fellowship is to be a real expression of how God sets the solitary in families. To give every person in our church who cares a sense of acceptance and belonging and provide strong, vital, and supportive community for you to do life with. That is to give and to receive from. Who says amen to that today? Third thing I'll hit on is ministry. Because I do believe that one of the, fourth thing I guess, one of the biggest blessings of our church, of God to our church, is the incredibly gifted people who he brings to be a part of our community. And when I say that, I'm not saying some special people. I'm saying every single one of us. I believe that every one of us has a gift that can be used to serve others. And God has gifted us to serve others. And there is nothing more fulfilling and purposeful than when that gift is discovered, developed, and deployed in serving others. And so our commitment this year is to provide the platforms and the opportunities, the support and the training, and the environment for you to discover to develop and to deploy your gift through our volunteering. And so it was so great to see our volunteering last year go up 56% in the number of volunteers. And I'm believing for it to go up way more than that again this year. Because what happens when we have more people serving with their gifts is that it's not just that we become a more gifted community. That happens, but we get to be empowered to reach even more as a church for the glory of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let me talk about missions this morning. Because we believe that our church is a community of Jesus followers that are on mission to their world. And so our worship must not just be a vertical reach up, but I also believe it must lead to a horizontal reach out. Genuine worship is not just stretching our hands up to God. It is also how those hands are then influenced to be reached out to others. And so this year we have created a new system within our church. We have leadership systems within our church, and we've created a new system within our church that we call Church Reach. And what we want to do and what we're excited about is that we can creatively explore how the church and the people of the church can be more and more missional. And so both through our events and just through our lifestyle, we want to always be reminded and empowered to be on mission for Jesus and see him bless our effort with fruit. And so this year, again, we're coming back again with targeted platforms like our annual miracle offering and from Daddy with Love and all of that. But we're also opening up more and more volunteering opportunities for people to be able to join in on missional projects this year, as well as challenging every one of us just in the spaces God has put us to be missional with our lives. And so our commitment to you in missions this year is to keep you challenged and not just to be a caved-in follower of Jesus but want to challenge and empower you with the platforms and the knowledge to live your life on mission for Jesus. Today, church, can I remind you, can I remind you that God's word and what God speaks is an invitation for people to collaborate with him, 
all right, so that we can see the fulfillment. But God's word is not an assurance in itself of outcomes. I'll say that again. When God gives us a word, he's making an invitation for us to collaborate so that there will be a fulfillment of what he has said to us. But in itself, God's word is not an assurance. So Jesus goes up on the cross and dies and he makes a statement for the salvation of all humanity. But it's an invitation for people to collaborate and be saved. But that in itself is not an assurance that everybody will be saved. So God's word gives us the room for us to collaborate with God and then based on that we can see a fulfillment of what God is saying so what commitment do we need from you the people of our church as we collaborate with God I've often said that there are different ways that you can whatever word to use consume an orange there are different words that you can use and all of it depends on the occasion and I think the location and so um, when you are seated the way I see many of you today with your suits and your ties and all of that, if I serve out oranges in this room, you would lick your orange. Maybe lightly suck it, but majorly just lick it. Um, maybe when you're with some closer friends and all of that, you can suck an orange. But when you are alone at home, I suspect that you would eat an orange. And, you know, after even going all the way, then you open it in what's... Don't let's talk about what you do. Don't let's talk about that. But we are... So what I want to say today, friend, as I think about all that God is making available to us, I'm thinking maybe we need to be reminded that, man, there is huge opportunity here, but what are we going to do with it? Are we just going to kind of like lick around it and have a taste of it? Or are we really going to dig in on it? And so I want to say today, people of our church, all of this, everything that we're saying is for you. It's for you. Come look at somebody this morning and say, all of this is for you. All of this. It's for you. Don't let this opportunity of a lifetime waste away. I heard somebody say once that the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. That when there is huge sense of what God is doing, there is like a, come on, come collaborate with this and let's do this. So I want to say, take it all. I want to say, let this be the year where more than ever before, you are taking a next step of being planted, of involvement, of commitment to to your church, all right? Now, in saying this, I should always remember to say, on a day like this, I'm speaking to people who consider themselves to be members of Sycamore Church, all right? Um, Maybe you're here today visiting and all of that. I'm not speaking directly to you in this regard. I believe wherever God has planted you, please take these things and think about plugging yourself deeper. Don't, Don't church jump. Don't, you know, but to everybody who says, I believe God wants me to be here, then I'm speaking to you that this year more than ever before, let it be you drilling yourself deeper in being planted in being established in more commitment and in all of that i've been quoting to you for a few weeks and i'll say again jensen franklin he says when the church is doing what it's doing get in it what you didn't hear what you didn't experience could have changed your life so i'm adding to it what you didn't do could have given you a sense of purpose what you didn't give could have connected you to eternal fulfillment what you didn't share and talk about could have given somebody else a chance at life i heard pastor benny tate He said about the church, listen to this, I believe in the church. I believe we ought to attend it, commend it, defend it, and extend it. So that's awesome. And my invitation to you today is, what do you see as you look? You see, for Christopher Columbus, it was an invitation to explore extent of the created universe and to discover more where everybody thought there was no more. But for us today, do you realize that as we stand at this point in the journey of destiny and the unraveling of God's purpose for our lives and for his kingdom and all that he's doing in us, do you realize 
that there is a whole lot that we have not yet discovered. Do you realize this morning that there are possibilities that we have not yet unlocked? Do you realize that in God's agenda and in what God is doing in the earth, do you understand what kind of potential is available to us in the vastness of what is ahead? Because of the grace of Jesus that 2,000 years ago was poured out for humanity. That in the sacrifice of Jesus 2,000 years ago, I want to say because of that, we have not yet seen all that we can see. That there are souls that can still be saved. There are expressions that we can still launch into. If we would lift up our eyes in faith and go for it, that the grace of Jesus has made more available than we have seen. So what Christopher Columbus was looking at, it was like a created universe and I believe there is more. We are standing and we're Say, look at the extent of the grace of our God and we believe that there is more that we can be pressing into. I want to say this morning there is potential to be a church that we are not yet. There is grace to build your family to a level that it is not yet. There is capacity for you to be a man or a woman that you are not yet. I believe for me, for myself to lead at a level that I am not yet leading. I believe to serve and to preach and to lead at a level that I am not yet. I believe to do my work and my relationships at a level that I am not not yet. I believe that there is grace for you to do your business and your marriage and parenting and the work of your hands and your academics and your job at a level that you are not yet. And all of this is because of Jesus and his good grace towards us. And now he's prophetically inviting us from the place of his grace that is poured out. He's prophetically inviting us to a promise of new horizons. Not to create what is not, but to be in the discovery adventure of what his grace has already paid for. Not for us to struggle to make happen a whole new thing for ourselves, but no, his grace has already made available a provision that he's inviting us to say, would you step into? So... So I close this morning. Are you ever in some moment where you feel like, man, memories are about to be made here? You know, you know when you see like the right ingredients for memories to be made, um, right ingredients for some of you might be like there is good food and there is maybe a good location. Like we're about to make memories. Get what I'm saying? Um, for some of you, um, it's, I need to be with my favorite people. And I know we're about to make memories. Um, for some of you, it's like, I need there to be a good picture background. And, yeah, and we are about to make memories. Or maybe for some of you, other things, let there just be money. We will make memories, right? And then you have the ingredients set, like there's money, there's good picture background, there's good food, there's good, there's good vibe and all of that. And then that your friend walks in with a negative vibe that takes it from 100, you know, like it can go from 100 to zero, you know, that kind of vibe. And you are like, ha, ah, please, not now. Not now. This is, we were set for a moment of our lives. I feel like as you show up, all I need, all I really need, I've gotten it all set, all I really need is come with your best attitude. Don't come and now be food dragging and giving me negative vibe question. You know, sometimes I'm ready for like a surprise with my wife and all of that. And she said, babe, where do you get money? Don't ask questions. First, enjoy this. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't ask questions that will kill this moment. Don't ask questions that would kill this moment. One day I surprised my wife. I went to the market. This was many years ago, when early days of my mind. I went to the market. I wanted to make one kind of vegetable. I went to the market. I bought, you know, inuero. I, I, I bought things and I came and I remember cooking it and all of that. And she came and then she starts questioning me about where I got shaking. Like, eat this food. Do you get what I'm trying to say? We're about to make memories here. Don't come with a vibe that kills it all.
But what I want to say this morning, church, is we're about to make memories. This is a year that we're going to talk about. <laughs> and one more thing that makes it more interesting when we want to make memories is that we have a divine involvement in this story. And so my invitation to you is, can I invite you, everybody? Everybody who calls Sycamore Church home, can I invite you? Can I invite you to the adventure of making memories? That we have some super ingredients in here. Uh, we've got a word from God. We've got the promise of God. We've got the backing of God. We've got church family. We've got the people of God. We've got opportunity to make. Can I invite you and say, let's make memories this year. Would there be challenges along the way? Yes, there will be. But we've got more than enough grace. So I want to say welcome to the best year of our lives so far. I want to say plus ultra. There's more beyond Plus ultra. There's more beyond We stand to lift our eyes. Plus ultra. There's more beyond Amen. And amen. The church that we see is as much your church as it is my church. Can you help me this morning look at somebody and say the church that we see is as much your church. Finish it up. Let the church say Let the church say God has spoken So let the church say Let the church say in us. Do what only you can do. Now to you who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. To you be glory in your church through endless ages and everybody said amen.
Thank you so much for joining us here at Sycamore Church. If you pray that prayer at the end, we are so excited about your decision for Jesus and we would love to help you get established in your relationship with him. So please let us know about your decision at www.sycamore.church forward slash Jesus. There, you'll also find all kinds of resources to help you build your relationship with Jesus. If you enjoyed this message, we would love for you to subscribe wherever you are listening or visit www.sycamore.church forward slash resources. Again, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.